Welcome back to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. My name is Julie Love. I'm your host. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of A Gift from Adversity. Before I introduce my guest, I want to introduce my book, which is the same title as this podcast. It's called A Gift from Adversity by Julie Love. It's available on Amazon and the subtitle is Overcoming Sexual Abuse, Domestic Violence, Bullying, and Homelessness. This was published in 2020. And after I published my book, I got a lot of comments and the people reaching out to me and then told me that they're also a victim of child sex abuse, domestic violence, etc. After I heard a lot of stories, personal stories, I felt very compelled to create this podcast to create a platform where people can share their adversities. And I'm very, very grateful so far that I've had so many guests from all over the world. And today, we have a first guest from New Zealand. I'm very excited to have him. His name is Wayne Forrest. Wayne, thank you so much for coming here tonight from New Zealand, I heard. Thank you for having me, Jerry. Great. So can you tell our audience who you are, where you are exactly, and then what you do? So, uh, like I said, my name's Wayne Forrest. Uh, I, I like to joke that it's run forest, run forest, uh, considering I'm in a wheelchair. So I thought that's quite a nice little play. Uh, and I live in New Zealand. I come from a farming background uh, originally. I grew up on a farm here in New Zealand, uh, out on the coast, uh, a little place called Hawke's Bay. And, um, yeah, and that's... Um, that's where I come from. Awesome. Do you have any social media page handle or Facebook page that uh, you're promoting so people can find more about your work? Yeah, I've got a YouTube channel, uh, Wayne Forest Coaching, uh, and I've also got a uh, website, wayneforest.com. Forest is two R's, uh, not just the one. And um, I'm on Instagram, but you can find all those links on my YouTube channel. What are the content of YouTube channel? Sorry, I didn't catch it. What are the contents of YouTube channel? What is your YouTube channel? Well, my message, Jerry, uh, is connecting to your inner warrior. Uh, I believe that we have two, two sides to our nature. We've got the human side. Uh, which is patterned uh, by our upbringing and and everything that's happened to us in this experience. But then we've got the spiritual side. And this spiritual side is abundant, it's whole, and it's connected to the universe. And uh, so my message is that if we connect to that side of our nature, uh, we not just heal ourselves, but we can actually thrive and create lives that we love. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing that. So let's dive into our first question, which is adversity. Can you tell our audience what was your adversity? Yeah, I've, I've mentioned it once uh, with a joke around forest, run, forest, run. Uh, I uh, was playing sport 
uh, growing up and um, I had two loves, farming and sports. So I was very physical sort of a person. And uh, I was playing rugby for a local club, uh, actually captain of the day. And I made a mistake right at the end of the game where I put myself in danger and I dislocated my neck. Um, and I couldn't move anything. I couldn't breathe properly. Uh, I was lying on a wet ground for about an hour and a half before an emergency helicopter came. And um, they took me to hospital. Uh, I ended up having to fly to another hospital. And it took about uh, nearly two days to get seen by an expert. And um, I couldn't um, move anything. I woke up after that trauma and was like, wow, I know I couldn't move my hands, couldn't move my feet. I was stuck in a bed upside down pretty much and had to rely on nurses to feed me, take me to the toilet, all those kind of things. And it was quite shameful at the time, you know, because I was this supposedly big, tough uh, country boy um, that uh, was physical and sport and his job. And all of a sudden, that side of me was gone. And I was like, wow, you know, uh, I felt those feelings of I'm not a very good dad. I was, I had two twin daughters at the time of 16 months. Um, I was married, um, you know, how am I going to be a good husband? Um, you know, how am I going to survive this? Uh, and, uh, I had to reinvent myself and it took a while for me to heal those feelings and it took me on a journey. Uh, it's now been 27 years um, after that accident. Um, the accident happened to me when I was 25. Um, so I was quite a young man um, and I had lived a lot of life up until that point. I traveled around the world and done a lot of things um, and obviously married and having kids uh, but all of a sudden my whole world ended so yeah how was I going to reinvent myself um, so the first thing I realized lying in that bed was I have to at least give my first love a try and that was farming so that was the first critical moment that started me on this journey after that was going back to my farm and um, running that again. And I couldn't. It took me a lot of time. It took me uh, at least a couple of years to get strong enough to transfer and to drive again. Um, and so I had a lot of challenges along the way, but by having that vision that really pulled me towards um, getting more independent and because I had a goal to, to strive for. First of all, thank you very much for sharing your story. It's very important that 
we are able to have this conversation globally and be able to like ex um, share experience. And I'm very sorry that happened to you when you are such a young age at 25 and then with the girls that's so young and so much potential. And I just feel like scared, like, you know, I don't know um, what I would have done, I would do. So you are saying you're playing rugby when the injury happened? So yeah. when you got hit or injured, did you have a realization how bad it was? It was just like you didn't realize how bad it was? Oh, well, I can take it through that moment. I, d I don't have any attachment to the feelings like I used to. Uh, and, you know, so I had the ball and I took it into contact with two people. And those two people tried to rip the ball off me, which is part of the rugby game. And what happened was I, I realized that they had the upper hand and I was going to lose the ball. So I decided that that wasn't going to happen and I put myself in danger by uh, throwing my body into a position that um, just a whole lot of circumstances all lined at once and I got hit from behind as well and that just pushed the, my momentum and my weight over onto my head and that that split second of things all aligning just put me in a place where my neck dislocated uh, and I knew straight away it felt like a hot poker had been jammed straight into the back of my neck and the pain was incredible I couldn't breathe um, my lungs collapsed you know like because the neck injury uh, affected my chest muscles so all of a sudden, I was curled up in a ball and I couldn't breathe. Uh, and uh, yeah, it was, it was quite quite a a journey at that moment, you know. Of oh wow, I'm really in trouble. Uh, and I can remember yelling out, "Help! Help! Please, someone help me!" And and of course, no one could hear me because I had no you know no wind in my in my lungs. And and it was you know everyone got off off me and looked at me and realised wow I think he's injured uh, so that's when everyone sort of stopped the game and and um, radioed for help um, and I remember lying which was probably the wrong thing to do but I was lying in, in a friend's lap and she was holding my neck and um, trying to stabilize me and she was really helpful actually she we were talking about uh, childbirth and other things that were painful because i was in so much pain but that, that's um just some memories coming back uh, by telling the story uh, so yeah it was it was a pretty tough moment in my life um and and it's interesting because I can look back now, 27 years, 
and I'm actually grateful for that experience. Uh, I know that might sound strange, but I needed I needed that adversity to actually bring me to where I am today. Um, and what I do today, helping people connect with their inner warrior, is such an awesome feeling. I feel honored and blessed to help other people discover the power in them because of what I've overcome, if that makes sense. Thank you, Wayne. Let's save that part for the later questions. But um, so I want to go back to dissect a little bit about your injury. So you got airlifted and then the first hospital, they couldn't treat you. So they have to airlift again to another hospital. Your life must be such a high risk at that point with everything that's going in your body. Do you recall, oh my God, am I, am I gonna make it? Like, you know, do you recall a fear? Like when you are, I don't know if you remember being airlifted hospital, did you have that kind of conscious and mindset? Mm. I, I definitely remember some parts during um, I, uh, when, when the helicopter arrived, uh, so the doctor on the helicopter gave me some medicine and, and I passed out, uh, which they do for the pain. And so it was very groggy, but I can remember waking up in the first hospital being totally naked, uh, and feeling cold upside down. They had me on one of those beds that tip you upside down. So you don't put too much pressure on your skin. And then I remember um, waking up again at some stage when they were taking me out to the next helicopter to take me to the next hospital. And I was uh, in a cocoon uh, of warm air to stop me from going hypothermic because obviously a helicopter doesn't have that, that, um, that control over the heat and they were worried for my life. Um, obviously, I wasn't aware of it, but that helicopter driver actually saved my life because the bag I was in had a leak. And he said, I'm not taking him anywhere until you swap the bags. Uh, and that decision actually saved my life because I actually ended up with uh, pneumonia um, for the five days after my injury and of course not being able to breathe properly you can imagine how how dangerous that could have been so there was lots of moments there that were life-threatening and when I got to the the second hospital they put me straight into surgery and I was given like a 10% chance of living to my family that's what they told my family that, you know, th there was a lot of touch and go. Um, I wasn't totally aware of all those things, but uh, that were some of the things that I was going through at that time. That is just so incredible. And I've never talked to somebody who had that much of injury and then be able to survive airlifted. So I really appreciate you sharing this adversity with me and with our audience today and i do have a friend that i met 
that I went to Berkeley College of Music that she he had a um, bike accident in Japan at like age 20 and then he's paralyzed waist down but he graduated from Berkeley plays guitar sings and everything and then gained independency but he said it took a while for him to learn the independency so how long do you say after the injury and being able to get better to gain some sort of independency wow what a great question um and it was it's an individual road i think for everybody um and uh for me it took six months for me to get out of hospital right and and i i need to go back a little step and that was that in the early days of me being in in this accident a doctor came and saw me and he said to me do you realize you're not going to walk again first of all that was a kick in the guts it was just like oh even though i consciously kind of knew that i was in trouble in that aspect uh it was still a real big punch in the guts and and then um and then they told me that i would never push out of that hospital in a manual wheelchair um i would probably be in an electric wheelchair and i want to say to the listeners be very careful what you take on as a belief because the second one i was a i had enough in me to, to say right i'm going to prove you wrong and i've been in a manual chair ever since and i've pushed myself around right instead of being in an electric wheelchair and i know enough now 27 years later that that belief that that someone says that you can't walk or you can't uh, create something if there's even the slightest little bit of possibility aim for that possibility i don't care if it's only 0 0.00 of a one percent you go for that zero zero one percent because you'll be surprised what you can achieve because you know it took me many years to to get where i am with that understanding and if i can give someone that understanding now um please take on that that possibility and not not someone's belief uh and because i've i've widened that my possibility has got bigger right and i'm growing into that possibility all the time now because i've changed my mindset but uh, to answer your question i progressed a little bit there but to answer your question it took me six months to get out of that hospital it took then another two years to get strong enough to transfer and to drive again and then it took me um probably about four years for my body to get used to being in a wheelchair and my accident and um yeah and then it sort of progressed from there well thank you so right now after 27 years from the initial accident 
what is your limitation as of today? Ooh. Now, do I live? I limitation. I love that question. Um, yeah, I'm learning to live into the possibility and not the limitation. Yet, I still the facts are that I still have limitations. I, my my hands are affected. Um, I uh, still cannot walk um, yet. <laughs> I'm going to hold that, that one day I can. Um, and I'm living, learning to live into that possibility. Uh, so um, I do everything. I've done all sorts of things. I've uh, scuba dived with sharks. I've water skied. I've paraglided, abseiled down cliffs. Uh, I've whitewater rafted. Uh, so nothing stops me um, with those limitations. Um, and that's, you know, that's my message within a warrior too, is that, that there's a strength, there's always a way. Um, if we can find the right question, we can find the right answer. Uh, so I'm a great believer in, in, yes, you have to work with the facts, but always keep in mind and ask that question, what is that possibility for yourself? Sure. Have you done Paralympics? Have you done Olympics? No, I haven't done Paralympics or anything. Um, I I went down the other way. I sort of lived in the, in the country and a long way away from sports teams and things like that. So uh, especially wheelchair um, teams, um, so I immersed myself back into farming and a lot of the other lifestyle things that go with living out of town in the country. Got it. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your story. And I want to move to our next question, which is the tools that you use to overcome you kind of mentioned that a little bit, but I want you to focus on the things that really, really worked for your adversity. And before you answer your question, I love this part of the podcast because every single part, um, that guest that I had had really creative ways to overcome, different ways to overcome rather than traditionally, okay, you need to get a therapist, you need to see a counselor, and then sometimes more like waitlist since 2019 and then sometimes you know finding a right counselor is really tough so this part of the podcast and the reason why i wanted to start this podcast Wayne, is i'm a survivor of child sex abuse domestic violence homelessness all this stuff that i was growing up in japan and then those tools were not available i was not that I had a PTSD or this was called child sex abuse until I was 22. Mm. No idea. Therefore, all the teenage years that I had struggled of my self-esteem, mental health was never addressed. So I'm 45 now. I'm doing the podcast and I appreciate every single guest who came to the show, whether, you know, all sorts of different adversities 
from ranging from abuse, injury, sickness, miscarriage, drug abuse, um, all sorts of stuff. But every gas has strength and resilience to bring out creative way to overcome and the tools that you used that they shared on this podcast that I love because I believe in resilience and creativity to overcome these things. So what would you say the best tools that you use to overcome your injury and adversity? Um, first of all is connecting with your why as that purpose. And how do we find that purpose? There's a question that we can ask ourselves, and that is, what what would I love? What would I truly love from the heart? And and create a vision around that of of who we. Uh, like I said before, we have two sides of our nature. We have a spiritual side to our nature, and when we ask ourselves questions, those kind of questions. And if we listen, there's what I love to call the inner warrior or or the um, inner goddess in each one of us, right? And that will be answered by that inner goddess or inner warrior. And sometimes it's very scary because it, we don't know how to get there, right? But we don't worry about the how. We actually just just want to connect to what it is that is trying to come out of our hearts. And normally it's some sort of service to humanity. It's often the challenges that we've had, right, or overcome. We want to help other people with it. That That's why I do what I do is, you know, I've had all these challenges in my life and I want want to help people get to that wholeness or that that abundance in their life so they can have uh, a beautiful life that they love, right, despite the challenges. And, and so that is the most important question is what would I love? So you can keep asking yourself that question. So what would jury love? You know, if, if everything, if there was nothing in the way, if money wasn't a problem, if if time wasn't a problem, or there was no, nothing in the way of that question, what would you love? And there's something bubbly, I can see it on your face, right? There's something that lights her up, and I'm sure your audience will see that, the way that you your face lit up. Whatever that is, write it down and become the person in that vision and and make a nice clear vision. And you'll be surprised how that vision, if you if you visit it daily, maybe twice a day, and light yourself up every time, you'll be surprised how that pulls you and pushes you to what you are truly meant to do in this world. And I would say the book was probably part of that. And and your podcast was part of that. It's taking you on a journey. So that's that's 
I just know that each one that has gone through adversity, that experience is for you, through you, to pull and push you to what you're truly here to do. Well, would you say, um, maybe I'll, I'll save that question, but so was it any coach or like a counselor who guide you that or you kind of self-discovered that theory and the method to overcome? Well, this journey has taken me down self-development. Um, so, so the journey, first of all, I went from farming to extreme outdoor activities and it grew me uh, because I had to face fears and that sort of, what I loved about that was I was naturally helping other people on those courses uh, to see that they were capable of much more than, than they thought. And it really helped me feel better about myself, right? So that was one key, is that helping others with the same pain points often helps us heal and feel better about ourselves. And then... Uh, from there, I, I didn't have any counsellors or anything like that. I, I went into self-development, so I ended up with coaches and courses. And, and so I've been on that road for at least the last seven years, um, discovering what it is that makes me tick. Uh, and I've had guidance of some really good mentors in my life. Um, like Mary Morrissey, uh, the Boggs family, which is part of the Brave Thinking Institute. Um, uh, there's been others as well. There's been um, Dean Graciosis and Tony Robbins. And uh, there's, yeah, there's books as well that I've read uh, that I love because I've uh, created an awareness of who I truly am and who that inner warrior is in me. Um, uh, a good book, The Course of Miracles Made Easy. Um, there's uh, Chopra, um, Dr. Chopra. There's um, a, a number of people, Dr. Joe Dispenza. Uh, they all talk about how we can use this to change our reality. That's incredible. Would you say to the doctor that you uh, you mentioned earlier that you're going to go only with the electric wheelchair, but now look at you, so many activities and so many independency. What do you think the doctor would like? Know, say now, looking at you and then what you have accomplished? Yeah, I, I wouldn't want to put him down because, you know, um, he didn't know any better at the end of the day. But I would like to educate him some way where uh, just to uh, broaden his, his awareness that what is possible if we don't think it's impossible. Um, and I think that's the biggest lesson is, is we're here to, to help people grow. Uh, we all are, even those that are broken or feel broken because you're not broken, right? You've got 
you're broken, I believe, because you can help heal so many others uh, through your journey. And um, and that's what I that's how I see that doctor. I I just want to help him grow his awareness so he can help others grow uh, into the possibility and not the negative or the limitation. Way I want to share my personal story with you and also with our audience. Um, I've been suffering with my thyroid disease. I had a, a surgery when I was 20. It's my book. Very awful surgery to take off the thyroid open neck local anesthesia. I was fully aware <clears throat> because they had to find out the vocal cord that's back in Japan. And after that was okay, then after my son was born, I was told that I have hypothyroid disease, which I had hyper in my 20s. Then I had to stay on a medication for the rest of my life. And my TSH was regular, it's four, but it was 16. And she said I would not have kids, I would, my hair was gonna fall off, neck skin, all sorts of disease, heart failure, scary things. Mm-hmm. And I said, no. I said, I'm gonna find some other way to cure myself. And I don't want to be on a medication for the rest of my life. I refuse to hear that. So I changed my doctor and this is a true story. I found alternative way to fix it, which was nutrition responsive testing where I saw this uh, practitioner and she checked everything that went to my mouth and changed my diet. 14 months later, my TSH was four. Now I have to, it was stabilized. And then I have my daughter that you just saw earlier with no medication, zero, nothing. Where I was told I have to be on medication for the rest of my life, probably in 2013, but it's 2020. So over 10 years, I haven't had medication. Now, after the COVID vaccination, my TSH went up to 126 from four. And they have to put me on medication. And then it went down. And I talked to the endocrinologist and I said, I suspect it's COVID vaccine side effect. And he said, hmm, I actually read a paper about thyroidism, which is the inflammation of the thyroid. So he was very great because I advocate for my story and then side. So can I start taking it half? So then it went down. So can I take it off completely? So I took it off, but it went up to nine, which is like five points up. But I said, it's not 126. Can I still take it off? So I'm very stubborn. But now I'm due another blood test in four months but I'm completely cutting sugar off, no sugar. So see how it works. So what I'm saying relating to you is sometimes, obviously, doctor's great, medicine's great, and I'm grateful for this um, access that we can have this access to medication and then all the surgeries and stuff. But at the same time, there's a completely different aspect from Eastern medicine, and I'm from Japan, and acupuncture, yoga, like India, like, you know, there's so many things that you can apply. So my 
life experience. I'm not a doctor, obviously, but using my body as an example and you as an example, sometimes when Western medicine perspective applies to you, they're right. But when the Eastern medicine and the perspective talks to you and intuitively that aligns with you, mm-hmm. I have to say you have to go for it because it's not just one way of looking at a condition. And I'm a Reiki practitioner as well. And then I feel you need to, like what you said, the mindset as well. You like to think possibility, sublimitation. I like that. And I feel a little bit stubbornness, but also the research that you can do on your own, talking to friends who have had the same situation, listening to this kind of podcast. I think overall, with the internet especially, we have so much information available to us, but it's up to us to believe in our recovery and then potential, like you said. So I just wanted mm-hmm. to share. Well, I love that. There's a couple of things that, that I love what you said was that that uh, intuition, that, that gut sense, right? And I, I'm no doctor either. <laughs> I've got no doctorate. Uh, I've just got my experience and and I can only talk from that level. But with my experience, uh, I love the idea of the science behind it. And quantum physics says that everything is 99.9999% space. Everything. Concrete, us, trees, the houses we live in, everything is 99.99% space. Right? How does that work? Well, they all vibrate different vibrations right and you're talking about energy you know with your uh with uh the traditional medicines of of uh, the eastern um and japanese medicines uh they are all energy moving energy around right so we're this whole experience is is just different vibrations of energy and to make this real, right, right here, right now, there is vibrations or uh, frequencies for radio. There's a radio show right here. If we have the right tool to to tune into that, there's TV channels here. If we have the TV to tune into those TV channels, so there's vibrations all around us, and we are vibrating. That has to be intelligence, right? That has to be really amazing intelligence. So when we can understand the science that's coming out, then we can start to think about using those intuitions or inner warrior that I like to say to help us, guide us to the truth, And normally when we have elements or things happening to us, it's all started from the vibration that we've put out at some stage. Our thoughts create dis-ease. That's where dis-ease came from, is the idea of of your mind is at dis-ease. 
which creates disease, right? So, so you know, when when you start to dive into, I love Doctor um, um, Doctor Joe Dispenza. He 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 talks about all these different ways of through meditation and how we can change our reality and heal. Um, so I just wanted to share that because it was down the lines of what you were saying, uh, Jerry, and um, yeah. It just felt like it was at me here. I really appreciate you understanding where I'm coming from and then what you had experienced that you are in New Zealand. I'm, I grew up in Japan, now in America. But this conversation is global and universal. Mm-hmm. And I think we can take these lessons to any humankind on this earth. My last question is a gift that came from your adversity. So what would you say? You kind of mentioned it earlier, but if you can repeat and then tell our audience, what's the gift that came from the adversity? Uh, there was so many, Jerry. I, I don't know where to start. I know I've mentioned lots of different gifts, but the gift is the journey. It's who I've become. Right? That's the biggest uh, gift is, is by being curious. Be curious. And don't take on anyone's belief. Don't take on my belief. Be curious about your own beliefs because our beliefs are often patterned from our childhood, all right? And if we question everything, then you're going to come to your own truth. And that is powerful because I know that each one of you out there struggling with some sort of adversity you are so much greater than anything that you're dealing with so that's my message well thank you so much Wayne now before you leave the podcast I want you to think about somebody who is now going through what you went through 27 years ago, what's the biggest advice that you can give? Doesn't matter what the percentage is. Create a vision around the possibility. Doesn't matter if it's 0.00001 of a percent. Create a vision around that possibility. And you'll be surprised what you live into. Well, thank you so much for coming to A Gift from Adversity. Do you have anything that you want to say before you leave? Just know that each one of you is a inner goddess or inner warrior. You can call it whatever name resonates with you. But there's a power inside of each one of you that is far greater than any circumstance, situation, or condition. So just always remember that. And if you're having trouble to remember it, trust in my belief because I know that. Very powerful. Well, thank you so much again, Wayne, for coming to A Gift from Adversity and then being a part of this conversation today, all the way from New Zealand. Before 
you leave, I just want to mention I've never been to New Zealand, but I do have a pen pal from New Zealand since I was 14 in Japan. We exchanged many letters and now we're on Facebook um, friends. So I really want to visit someday. So I just want to let you know I have a big love for your country. Well, thank you. And it's been a pleasure. Thank you for having me, Jerry. Absolutely. And thank you for our audience listening to A Gift from Adversity. I have wonderful guests coming up. I mean, moms, I'm very grateful. And we look forward to more shows. And have a wonderful night.